Hey fam. Hello, hello, hello. Family, I'm here with a word, okay? And I want to just talk to you real quickly about hidden witchcraft. Mm. Hidden witchcraft. Now, last episode, remember I was like, the Lord just be like, I just be having a knowing and stuff. Like, the Lord just to tell me and I be like, ah, yeah, like, I just know it be him. And, um... I want to talk about hidden witchcraft because a lot of times people will take hidden witchcraft as like constructive criticism or it comes off so like light, right? Like how the Bible says the enemy comes in like the angel of light. But really what it's doing is making you rebel up against what God has said, right? Because we know rebellion is as a witchcraft. It says that in the Bible. It's like in Sam, it's in like in for maybe like first or second Samuel, I believe. It's in one of them chapters. But I want you to understand this, right? So I'm like, Lord. So as he was talking to him, I'm like, Lord, I need somebody in the Bible who didn't who didn't recognize it as hitting witchcraft, right? So I'm first I'ma go to Eve, right? And I'm letting you know now, I might have to, like, pause this for a second because I am cooking. But I, this banger just came in my spirit. And I was like, I got to let it out. I got to push. So, I want to take you to Genesis chapter 3, verse. Mm. We're going to start at verse 1. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the gardens in the tree? Of course you may eat fruit from the from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit, fruit, not said the fruit, <laughs> fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God, eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the servant replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. See how he said that, that snake, he presented it to her like, you ain't going to die. But what did God tell her? God told her, do not. Well, he told Adam, don't eat it. Don't eat of his fruits. If you eat of his fruits, you're sure to you're sure to die. And that was it. That was the command of the Lord. It wasn't no if, ands, or buts. That's what God said. That's what God expected, right? And where in your life can you identify the serpent saying, you know, you you can you could do that. You could do what God told you not to do. He just don't want you to do it because he knows that you you're gonna get this wisdom. He just knows if you do it, he he being corny or he it's not bad to do this. God God didn't mean for you to take it like this, right? Like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, fornication. This world promotes fornication like it ain't nothing, right? But you're defiling your body. The Bible says that that is a sin against your own body. Like, that, you, don't, you can recognize the effects quicker of fornication because you feel defiled when you're done. Like, you feel dirty. You feel like... Ugh, if it's not with your, your your spouse that God has given you, right? But this world be like, oh, it's my body. I can do what I want. No, you were bought for a cost, child. You were bought for a cost. Just like the whole a topic with abortion, like 
what do you mean that it's just it's not a baby like what <laughs> what do you mean like i'm i in my in my past i was a fetus i was an embryo so you can't tell me that i wasn't a a, a human being right just because you outside not outside the mom's womb yet that doesn't mean that you're still not life like i remember watching this um it was like this uh show it was the show and it's the, at the moment of conception, it's like a light flashes because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. We know that he is the light. And like at the moment of conception, like when that egg meets the sperm, a sh- like a jolt of light happens. Go look it up. I promise you it's real. I promise you. But like life happens at that moment, at that moment when that egg is fertilized, that's life. Like that's why when a lot of women like lose children before there to turn where they might have miscarriages they go through their grieving process because it's life right but we live in a world where they try to be like it's not life it's 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 okay it's just in the womb but like no 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 there no that that's not the truth that is life that definitely is life period and i remember the lord he just taking me down here i felt like somebody need to hear this but I remember watching this woman on my documentary and I got to find out what her name was again, but she used to work at a clinic and she was just saying like, like an abortion clinic. And in the beginning she was blind. And she said that this one time I'm, I'm like hurrying it off. So like I can get to the point, but it was like a long documentary. This one time she had went to the clinic. No, I think it was like a meeting or something, but okay. Side note, she wasn't a doctor. She was like a secretary. Like she was like a person that handled the front end, but she wasn't a doctor, but they let her participate in the abortions, right? So like she, I think they was having like, I think a doctor had came to the clinic to like perform some abortions there, but he didn't work there or something. And I remember him saying like at his clinic, they use um, an ultrasound. And she was like, oh, why do you do that? And he was like, because, like, it's better to see what you're doing rather going in blind, okay? That's what he said. So then she said that he offered, like, for her to come to the clinic and see how it's done. So she had went to the clinic and seen how, how it was done. And she said that the moment that, um, like, he put the, um, the, the ultrasound drone on her stomach, that, like, at that moment, she seen the baby, like, the, like her eyes was open. And as she seen like him, like, you know, inserting the tools up there, he saw, like, she saw the baby, like, fighting to try to get away from it. And she said, like, it traumatized her because, like, at that moment, her eyes was open to really see what was going on, right? So that was for somebody. Pray for your eyes to be open because that is farther from the truth. But I really felt like the Lord, he was, like, taking me there. I mean, sis, you got to talk to God. Like, if, I mean, like, if you have, if that's something you already done, the blood of Jesus is enough to cover you, but go to God. Like, that is not God's intentions. What is that? Is that the, um, the, the idol worship, the bell where they was offering their kids the bell? And like, like that was like prehistoric. Like it's, it's a demonic altar that's set up that needs to be shut in your life because, of past generations of sacrificing their children to Baal. Like that's that spirit still going about in your, in your bloodline. Right. So that needs to be renounced and denounced in the name of Jesus. Hold on real quick. I gotta go check on my ground Turkey. Hold on. 
Okay, Mubby, I've But girl, I know y'all like how she go from talk about abortion to go check it on her girl turkey. Listen, I'm multitasking, but it's on low now, so we good. But um while I was getting that together, the Lord was like he wanted me to go a little deeper in the topic of abortion, right? And, like, I feel like a lot of people don't want to, like, really scratch their surface because they feel like it's, it's controversial. But I'd rather be controversial. Versal? Y'all know. Y'all get it. I'd rather be that than to watch people fall into deception and and not be a voice for these babies that are getting mutilated. Like, I'd rather be that one that they don't like that's speaking the truth, Right? Now, what I want to give you an example um, is 1 Kings chapter 18. And I'm going to start at verse 1 because I I want you to get the, the scene. Later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had hidden a hundred of them in two caves. He put 50 prophets in each cave and supplied them with food and water. Ahab said to Obadiah, we must check every spring and valley in the land to see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules. So they divided the land between them. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. As Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw Elijah coming toward him. Obadiah recognized him at once and bowed low to the ground before him. Is it really you, my lord, Elijah? He asked. Yes, it is, Elijah replied. Now go and tell your master, Elijah is here. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. And each time he was told, Elijah isn't here. King Ahab forced the king of the nations to swear to the truth of his claim. The Lord, right there, he just want me to just bring this up to you while I'm reading. It's like when God is, when God hides you, when he has you in a hidden place, when he has you in a secret place, can't nothing harm you. Listen, your enemies won't even be able to find you. So if anybody's dealing with that fear, just know that nothing's going to harm you. God has you hidden. You're in the secret place. You don't got to worry about what disaster strikes at midday. You feel me? Um, it says, and now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. Where Ahab comes <clears throat> and cannot find you, excuse me, he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets? I hid a hundred of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. Sir, if I do that, Ahab will certainly kill me. 
But Elijah said, I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab this very day. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, so it is really you, you troublemaker of Israel. I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of Baal instead. Now summon all Israel to join me at Mount Carmel along... Yeah, we're going to say Carmel. Carmel. Along with the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah who who are supported by Jezebel. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. So now we, we bails into the scene. And one thing was about bail is the adults would stand around and you actually can like find, um, like it's not obviously going to be the Israelites, but you can find like on like YouTube people sacrificing their newborn babies to this statue. And the, what happens is like they'll, the babies get burnt alive. And like what they do is like, they like uh, play like drums and stuff really loud to try to um, muffle the screams of the baby like this is real stuff that I cannot make up child because the depths of my mind does not go to this type of wickedness this is stuff that I've actually like researched and saw with my own eyes and people still do it today like for real and then you know when I don't know about other countries like if y'all got like abortion clinics I mean y'all probably do I don't know like somebody had to tell me because I don't know what's going on in your country but I live in America in America like they people want abortions over here but like that is detestable like i only can say it but this way for you to understand that that is very displeasing to god like he understands that we have been desensitized to that and it's normal for a woman you know you might have a night where you were thinking that you know you was doing things you shouldn't have been doing right and then the consequences come. You become pregnant, right? And we have been desensitized to being like, oh, well, I just go to the abortion clinic. And I just go get me abortion and that's it. Like, people are really treated like it's a form of birth control. But no, like, God made, made you your body to create for a purpose. Now, I'm not going to say that. How can I word this, Lord? Because I want to say this correctly. I don't want to call your baby an Ishmael, but we get into Ishmael situations. I wanted to say that we'll get into Ishmael situations, but God still will bless your Ishmael. Okay. That's the best example I can give for anybody that don't know about Ishmael. That's the baby that Sari Abraham tried to conjure up with Sarah's servant because the Lord had promised them a child and she thought she was barren and too old to have the baby that the Lord said. And then the serving girl got pregnant by Abraham. And then the Lord was like, um, this ain't the child I promised, but I'm still bless him. Cause he had got sent away. He was like, I'm still bless him though, but that's not the child I promised. Like, but I don't want to call your baby an Ishmael cause God got purpose. God going to bless whatever you have done. But what I want to open people's eyes to is the fact that abortion is not of God. That is, demonic that is i even want to get into um 
I'm gonna see the Lord. I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna wait. I'm, I'm gonna close my mouth. I'm gonna wait. But let me get into this. I just want to show you that it's a demonic altar set up in the bloodlines. And this stems from years and years and years and years and years ago of the idol worship of Baal. You feel me? Like, who was. I, I, I'm not gonna get too, too deep right now. I'm not gonna get too, too deep. I'm gonna keep it surface level. <laughs> but, like, renounce it and denounce it. Like, Pray that off of yourself. Pray that off of your bloodline. Because this ain't just about you. Like, this is to set your bloodline free of the idol worship. So, renounce it. Denounce it. Repent. And ask the Lord to wash that away with your blood. Ask him to send his consumer fire down. Ask the Lord to handle your enemies, okay? So, I want I want you to know that. Um, it says, then Elijah said to them, am I the only prophet of the Lord who is left? But Baal has 450 prophets that bring two bulls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood of the, of their altar. See, there was that demonic altar. God is so good because he had woke me up one morning and he was like talking to me about demonic altars. And like, that was like a, like a, maybe like a week ago. And like, now I see like what he was talking about. Cause I, one thing about God, he, he'll tell you something, but like. He'll tell you in parts and then you'll finally put it all together. And you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but without setting fire to it, I will prepare the bull and lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. And all the people agreed that Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, you go first for there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call on the name of your God, but don't do not set fire to the wood. So they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, Oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed. For surely he is a God. Perhaps he is daydreaming or is relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a trip or is asleep and needs to be wakened. So they shouted louder. And I don't know about y'all, but I ain't worshiping no God to go to sleep. (laughs) I don't know about y'all. But I need my God to be very up and alert and visually, child. I don't got time for him to take a nap. So they shouted louder and following their normal customs, they cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. Mm. You see how the demonic spirits are even caused like them to like cut themselves. Like that's another thing that needs to be renounced and denounced because you like, you know how some people be like cutting themselves. Like, and I'm not listening. If you one of the people, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to just give you the word of God so you could be set free child. Okay. Ain't no judgment here. Cause listen, God's the judge, but it all is because of demonic altars that have been set up in the bloodline. And people like hear these demonic spirits talking to them and they'll go do what the demonic spirits are telling them to do. Like this stuff is spiritual. Like this is spiritual, spiritual. Like, I need you to know. Like I ain't seeing you. This ain't no like infamil. I ain't seeing you no know, similar. I'm seeing you some like, you know, you eat, you, you ain't quite on the steak yet, but I'm giving you like a good fried chicken dinner right now. Okay. You're not, I'm not feeding you like an infant. I'm being real with you. So you got to take this stuff back to the Lord. Okay. So that we can get you on this meat meat. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm trying to give you some red meat. You get me? I know y'all like, what is she talking about? But the Bible says, like, about how, like, in the beginning we're on milk and then we get on silence like a baby. Like, the more God revealed to you, the more revelations you get. So you start off with, like, the baby stuff. Then you you start stopping with the big dogs. Like, this is, you halfway there, right? Right now. 
So yes, it's demonic altars that cause people to cut themselves. They raved all the after, all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no sound, no reply, no response. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. Oh, I, I just want to, mm, because I need y'all to know, I am stomping on that enemy's neck right now. Like, I know right now that devil is sick that I'm out here spreading this truth. <laughs> I just felt it. Like, he's sick. Like, I know he's sick. He's like, how dare she? Yes, I'm coming here and I'm setting the captives free. That's what I've come here to do is set the captives free and tell the prisoners that they shall be released, child. It says he took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel, and he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. That's a word right there. Then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold about three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the pool into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they are were finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they did it, as he said. And the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench. See, he good. Like, he, I'm showing, he's like, I'm going to show you that the Lord is God, the one and only God, the true and living God. Watch what happened. It's about to get good. At the usual time for the offering, for offering the, the evening sacrifices, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are the God, our God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself immediately. The fire of the Lord flashed down from the heaven and burnt up the the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. I'm telling you. As your, these demonic altars get destroyed in your bloodline, child, you are going to begin to see that the Lord, the, the God of Israel, Jesus Christ, he is quite God. He is God, child. You're going to be able to see that by how he demolishes these demonic altars that is set up to prove that he is the true and living God. He will cause the enemies to be put to shame in your bloodline, child. Will you call on the name of Jesus? Oh, this is a word. Then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all. And Elijah took them down to the valley, to the to Kishon Valley and killed them there. Mm, period. God is putting an end to idol worship. God is putting an end to that enemy stronghold in your family. God is putting an end to these false prophets that's been speaking on lies, child. In the name of Jesus, I make a decree and declare under the heaven today, child, that you shall be set free by all the demonic altars in your family's bloodline today. In the name of Jesus, God is going to begin to um, expose what has happened in the past so you can renounce it and denounce it, right? And you're going to... Plead the blood of Jesus. You are going to repent for the sins of your ancestors. And you are going to walk boldly into freedom, child. In the name of Jesus. He is so good. 
He is so good. I can see it as you are sitting there and you you are in repentance and these shackles and these strongholds and this bondage that you have been placed in because of the sins of your ancestors. I see God just burning it all up in a, in a consuming fire, child. You know how like in a wildfire, how you'll just see the flames and it just be going through the whole forest, child. And they just be just letting, the, trying to let the water out. They were trying to let the water out to cause the, the, the fire to be contained. That's how the fire of God is about to come into your life, child. And and, and the only person that's going to be able to contain it is you because God has given you the authority. He is telling you to call for the fire to be rained down from the heavens on these demonic altars in the name of Jesus. Yo, he, yo, he is so good. I, girl, Listen, it's just so much confirmation right now because it's blowing my mind because like in a secret place what God was talking to me about and then right here, like the way he just set that up, he is so good. But see, a lot of times y'all not understanding, like, and I say you want me included, like y'all not understanding, it'd be the Holy Spirit talking, y'all not understanding that finances and your health and your, and your family and your marriage and your ministry, it's all been affected by, by the sins of your ancestors and you need God to come and rain the fire down. You have to pray and you got to ask him to, to release you from these demonic strongholds. You got to kill these false prophets that have spoken into your bloodline, child. These demonic spirits, these demonic altars, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Father God, you will send down your consuming fire, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And that every every word that has tried to rise up to condemn your children, that we shall, we shall condemn it, Father God, that we shall silence the voice of the enemy today in the name of Jesus. There will be no more sorrow in the land in the name of Jesus. Child, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You entering into the kingdom. And let me tell you something about the kingdom of God. He says in the kingdom of God, there is no more sorrows. He says he wipes your tears because there's no more crying child. You are entering into the kingdom of heaven by the blood of Jesus. Do you understand? A lot of people think they have to die to get to heaven. But I'm here to tell you, child, that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get to tap into the kingdom now. This ain't no, oh, I got to die to get there. No, you got to you gotta die to yourself today to get there. But you don't got to die. Die, you don't gotta die, die. You feel me? You just have to take on the identity of Christ. He said, Nobody can come to the Father except through me. So that means that you have to die to yourself and find your identity that is hidden in Christ Jesus. Who, child, because I didn't know the Lord was taking me there today. <laughs> Who, okay? It's, it's just, it's demonic altars. And I know that the Lord is speaking that because of what he told me in the secret place. It is demonic altars in your bloodline that has to be destroyed today in order to enter into what God is bringing you and what God is bringing you is quickly, but it's just these altars that he has to point out that you have to burn up child. So then you're able to step into the land truly free. This ain't just about you. This is for the generations to come. We don't want these demonic spirits to be able to, to penetrate into the generations to come. Okay. Mm, he's so good. He's so good. My God, he is just such a big guy. He is such a big guy. I want to read you something about Bill. Um, so Bill, this is what Google says, but this is what happened. Um, Bell, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is where the adults would gather around the altar of Baal. Infants would be burnt alive as sacrificial offerings to the deity. Amid horrific screams and the stenches of charred human flesh, congregants, men and women alike, would be would engage in bisexual orgies. Child, listen, this stuff goes deep. Do you see? And it says that because you remember when we were just reading, it said that Jezebel was behind these false prophets. We are going to the head honcho today. And I tell that spirit of Jezebel that I bind and rebuke her in the name of Jesus. I, I rain fire down from the heavens to consume that spirit of Jezebel today in your life and, and over the generations to come. I decapitate her head in the spirit and I silence the voice of all of her false prophets today in the name of Jesus. Mm. Be set free today by the power of God in the name of Jesus. Who listen, my God is a big God. He is a big God, child. He a big You see how he just revealed it to me? Because listen, let me show you, let me tell you what made me um ooh, ooh. I'm high. I'm high. I'm I'm gonna try to explain to you how the Lord like prophetically speaks to me. Bear with me. Should I, Lord? Because you know people be lurking. Alright. He said, okay, because I'll give you a better understanding. Okay, now, when the Lord, when I was reading where it says that Jezebel was behind those false prophets, right? Oh, this is a banger. Okay, so in today's society, we got men saying that they shall be women. Women saying that they men, child. We got uh, people saying they trans age, trying to be, trying to, trying to make pedophilia okay. We have people saying that they don't got no gender. Some people identifying as frogs. Like, it, it's just, it's a muck in the palace, right? So, when I see that bisexual thing just now, it made me think about how that LGBTQ plus people, how like they um are built, like they want more and more and more control. And another thing about um recently what happened is about the, the ban on the abortions that happened over here, like how certain states banned it and like how it was like a big thing and people are outraged and people like demons was really manifesting. I was able to see in the spirit that the spirit behind that is the Jezebel spirit. It is the Jezebel's, it's the false prophets that are speaking what that spirit is saying. And we silence the mouth of Jezebel today. We silence the mouth of the prophets today in the name of Jesus. And I, I pray that you, you rain down burning sulfur, Father God, or our enemies, Father God, fire and brimstone today in the name of Jesus, Lord. Show this world, show the people that you are the true and living God in the name of Jesus. Jesus, show them, Lord, show them that you have clearly spoken to your child today. Release your child from that spirit of Jezebel today in the name of Jesus. And I bind any demonic spirit that would try to whisper into your person's voice, into your, your, your child's voice today, Father God. And I speak silence. I say peace be still in their mind today in the name of Jesus. Ooh, child. Mm. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There is only one God, and his name is Jesus. He is the He is the true and living God. He is the only God that beat the grave. I ain't never heard nobody else's God beat the grave. I ain't never heard that because he's the only true and living. He said that he has the authority to take his life down and pick it back up when he feel like it. Do you understand me? That is the God in whom I serve. Okay. 
So I need you to understand that he is the true and living God and all authority has been given to Jesus. So I need you to understand that when you tap into Jesus, when you begin to access the father through Jesus, you will walk in true freedom because what I have spoken to you today is a decree that has been made. Okay. Cause my father has given me authority. I don't know if you know, but I am his daughter. I am his child. I am an heir to the throne. So when I speak, a command is made in heaven, child. That's biblical. When I begin to speak, a command is made in heaven. Okay. So freedom is is your portion because that's what I speak over you. I take dominion over every over every demonic altar and I speak the fire of God to consume it in the name of Jesus. I speak that every false prophet has to get beheaded, has to get decapitated in the name of Jesus. Every demonic voice has to be silenced today in the name of Jesus. That's what I speak. That is what I'm speaking and it's going to happen. Okay, <laughs> I got very lucky if you bet, because I don't know if y'all know, but listen, when that foyer guy hit me, who it'd be something different because he be just, I like how he lay down the word. He just lay it down for me ever so gently because he be knowing he got to like take his time with me. So he, 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 he just did that. He did that. He did that. Okay, <laughs> he did that. So I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I'll probably be doing another word very, very soon because if you haven't noticed, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I think, that words are being dropped, these bangers after banger, so it definitely be another banger, um, I don't, I'm not sure which day this one's gonna drop because, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, dropping these things, ain't, like, nothing, but, Yes, be set free today by the power of God, okay? In the name of Jesus, okay? I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind in the name of Jesus. I pray that when God looks at you, he sees the redemption. He sees his son in the name of Jesus because of what the, Jesus did on the cross, because of the finished work of the cross. Child, can I talk to you for a second? I know I said I'm about to go, but I got to talk to you for a second. When God looks at you and you plead the blood of Jesus, he no longer sees your sins. He sees the perfection. He sees what his son has done for you. He sees the blood. He sees the ransom that happened. So when I plead the blood of Jesus over you, when I say I plead the blood of Jesus over you, it's because I want God to look at you like he looks at Jesus. Because on the cross, Jesus took on all the sins, child. He took on all sins and God put every sin on him. He became a curse on the cross child to set you free. So what happens is when you plead the blood, God remembers the cross and he like, Oh yeah, mm, my son, my son did that. I did that. Cause I know you're confused. Like why you son? You cause listen, you'll understand, but he's <laughs> open opening mind to understand what, what we mean when we say your son open, open a mind. Cause only you can open a mind child. Only you can Lord name of Jesus. But he sees the finished work of the cross. He sees he truly, you want to be drenched in the blood of Jesus because your sins are covered. <laughs> God took away your sin and he made Jesus the curse on the cross. It, it says cursed is the one that hangs on a tree. That's like in the beginning of the books, like cursed is the one who hangs on a tree. That's like in Exodus or Leviticus or Deuteronomy, but I really feel like it's either, I think it's probably like in Leviticus, because Leviticus be dropping banger after banger. But anyway, so 
I just really, I really feel like the Lord is leaning within her beauty into a different direction because I come here and I come here with good words. You feel me? I come here and I, and I preach what God tells me to preach. I don't preach, oh, you you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. No, I tell you what's on the heart and the mind of God because that is what's truly going to set you free. God wants to bless you, but he adds no sorrow to it. So if he sees what's going on in your land, he sees that it's the mind and altar set up, guess what, child? He has to reveal it so it can be renounced and denounced and you'll be washed from it so then he can bless you. So I just want you to know that. Like, I'm never going to come here and just give you a word that's going to make you feel good because what's that going to do? What's the what's the purpose of getting the whole world if you lose your soul? I care about your soul deeply. I don't want to see you to to see you being burnt in hell for eternity, child. Just in 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 who where there's weeping and gnashing the teeth. I don't want that for nobody. And mm-mm. so I'm gonna come here with banger after banger because I want you to be set free today. I want you to begin to just opening your eyes and really seeing what's going on, really understanding the assignment, okay? So, I'm going to let you go. I love you guys so, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. And go ahead and check that that um description box and do what you need to do. Go follow your sis. Go email your sis if you need to email me. And also, you can go and support your sis, all of us down here. I love you so, so, so much. But most importantly... Jesus loves you. Bye.